Heavy Radio 4, July 12th, 2020. We're going to, uh, we got to, you know, pay some bills here to start off the show. I know it's everybody's favorite part of the show is um, the ad, ad adverts, as, as mm-hmm. they say. Across um, the pond. Have you ever heard of this, uh, this great quality home game from Butler Brothers uh, uh, there, Eric? No, I have called, not, Marco. It's called Nukem. You uh, don't you dare cross my line of death. Um, you know I'm going to cut off your military aid, Buster. And uh, so this is this is a great game. It's a home game from Butler Brothers. It's called Nukem. And uh, don't let Pakistan threaten your borders. Uh, get them before they get you. Check it out, Nukem quality home game from butler brothers it's a fitting product for these robocop times yes heavy radio four Um, heavy radio episode four how are you doing sir i'm i'm doing a about as well as uh i can be after you know another week of of uh people getting sick everywhere it just keeps on coming. 2020, the year, the year that's got a surprise behind every door. Yes. Um, same here, my friend. Um, just been working. Got back from a trip, so um, back to the grind and doing my thing. Playing a little heavy metal music, finding some new tunes. So. Yeah, um, working a lot, but pretty much on my days off, I'm just trying to support um, some of my, uh, you know, great local businesses that that I love. Um, some of my friends that I grew up down the street from have a new pizza place called Doco. Um, nice. So I've been trying to, uh, you know, be supportive of them and spread that word. Um, then there's a, yeah. a great uh, Mediterranean restaurant. Uh, check that out. Um, and um, my, I have a friend uh, Kelsey Magnolia that actually makes these pins that I purchased from her. They have like, like really old school um, wrestlers from uh, one. One is Frank Gotch, who is actually from Iowa, from the time where wrestling was sort of. Um, uh, just a lot more the guys grapple and um, really yeah. I guess at the end <laughs> end of his time was when it really started being questionable as, as to whether there was some sort of uh, predetermination or fix but but when he started it was very much accepted as you know this is one guy fighting until you know two guys fighting until one guy can't go on anymore sort of thing heck yeah it's awesome well Definitely get out there, listeners, support all those businesses um, if you can. Always got to support local uh, local folks. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I'm, I'm sure a lot, it, it'll look a lot different when we come out of this than it did before. A lot of people probably won't, won't make it in their current um, shops, so we'll see. Uh, that's why you got to try to help out the ones that are, are still fighting, you know. It is a hell of a year, my friend. Um, um, that that being said, I definitely try to fill it with uh, 
when I do have free time, fill it with some things that make me happy. Um, As you there was um, what, this was really cool uh, to me. Um, there's this one of my news stories here to get into it um, was I the discovered news. this this podcast um, called ACDC Beyond the Thunder. Have you heard of that? Uh-uh. I think it was it was originally going to be a documentary, but because of different shit that was going on, they turned it into a podcast with different episodes. Um, but they have different um, different people from pop culture talking about you know the ACDC and what kind of um, impact they had on them, and uh, they started off season two, episode one, with an interview from Lemmy. So it was really kind of awesome to hear an interview with Lemmy that I hadn't heard before, um, kind of like getting, a, you know, just a little special um, surprise. And then also that where he wasn't really talking about Motorhead or his own work, he was talking about ACDC. So it was kind of just a really cool um, podcast. It's called ACDC Beyond the Thunder and the one I've checked out so far was the Lemmy episode. So it was just kind of cool. Like he had some stories about ACDC. Um, and it's kind of weird to think about Motorhead and ACDC started at a, about the same time. Uh, definitely mm-hmm. when Bond took over, it was right when Motorhead was starting out. So it's, it's interesting to think about it from that, that aspect. Yep. Both timeless bands too. I'll have to check that out. I didn't even know that was a thing, so I'll definitely check. Yeah, that out. and he talks about he's done at least one or two, I think, ACDC uh, covers uh, where he was a part of it. Uh, Long way to the top. If you want to rock and roll, was one, and it was kind of like perfect, um, a perfect fit. That's right. But yeah, it's cool just to hear the mutual respect that they have have and had for each other and that uh, um, that they had for a lot of the same, you know, rock and roll and blues artists. Um, uh, I think they, they both played some Little Richard at, at one point or the other and both, you know, had nothing but high praise to give and said that was a major inspiration. So it's kind of cool to hear those shared influences as well. Yeah, I would say those are two of the well, they're two of the biggest bands in hard rock, hard music, period. But also, extremely like widespread appeal, um, their entire careers, and also two of the only bands that kept that that spirit of you know the classic rock and roll like throughout time still do. So. Yeah, and what I thought was cool is neither one. ACDC or, or Motorhead ever really called themselves heavy metal. They just kind right. of, just kind of heavy metal came out around them and they, you know, had heavy enough um, elements that people just kind of lumped them in there. But I think they always considered themselves rock and roll bands. Yeah, totally. And have countless, countless people they've inspired. Yeah, from all all over the map, from punk, punk rock to to heavy metal to artists that aren't even, um, you know, maybe things. Yeah, things we call heavy 
we would put on heavy radio but aren't necessarily heavy metal because of that very reason like the more the heavy is uh not necessarily meaning um heavy more as an art form or something yeah how, how it makes you feel heck yeah well um speaking of heavy there's this band called animals as leaders um led by toast and abasi and they um just jumped into the live stream game um just a couple days ago they did a or a few days ago they did a live stream concert which i actually want to check out i haven't had a chance yet but uh um definitely looks cool they played like a full-on um full-on set did you know what is the what, seven or eight songs so um but yeah it's really cool um i he's easily one of the most talented guitar players out there and i think he's probably one of the i think he's the the person to watch right now in the guitar game um so definitely want to check that out he's just I'm still discovering their music. I, I can't say I know um, all their songs, but I definitely enjoy every time I get to watch them because I always find a new song I like, and their playing is, I mean, speaks for itself. So, yeah, if you're a fan or curious about, I've really checked them out. Um, you can see them live, and uh, I think that definitely is one of those bands that's just even better live seeing them. Yeah, and I, I think a lot of a lot more people are checking out the live performances because they you know can't go to to concerts in most cases. Um, and mm. I, I always loved. Uh, I think we both had a shared love of and still do of watching you know old live concerts and and even you know current live concerts. But for whatever reason, oh, yeah. it didn't seem to be. Um, you know insanely popular but i think it's it's on an upswing in popularity just you know probably because people can't get out and see the the live version uh the live in-person version yeah totally music uh, uh music finds a way yeah and it i really uh one thing that has helped me get through some of the tougher days is like kind of um hearing some of these rad people um i really enjoyed d snyder was on jamie josta's podcast um i think is his latest or second to latest guest and it's always to me always refreshing to hear d snyder just because he seems like a a really good dude a really good head on his shoulders and and he also um even during this uh um, current time of, of people getting sick, I think he has a really good way of looking at it that I that I share for the most part is, you know, it's not necessarily having to trust the government or trust what, you know, anyone is telling you, but we do know that people are getting sick, even if we don't know the exact um, nature of the coronavirus. I don't think anyone could say that they know it at this point it's just not a it's still a matter of scientific study but you know you do know that people are getting sick and you know it should you should try to do anything you can to to make sure hospitals don't get overwhelmed and that's uh you know i think just his take on that is hopefully something that a lot of people can understand um maybe something that a lot of people need to hear if they haven't kind of looked at it from that way but yeah, no, it's definitely um, 
good to keep uh, watching new things. Still, you know, music's gotten me through. I'm sure our listeners um, gotten us through a lot of things. So this is, um, it's, it's always good to tap back in because it rings true. Um, it's something we all say a lot, like, oh, music gets me through hard times. But when them hard times come... <laughs> Yeah, and he did talk about uh, he talked about his latest album, which I thought was pretty pretty rad, D. Snyder, and also some different movies that he's working on. Um, I I always really enjoyed his movie Strangeland. Um, I guess he's he's still kind of in that production pre production hell of trying to get that created, but he's apparently got a couple other horror movies that he's working on. So. Um, and uh, I don't believe it's anything D. Snyder is connected to, but have you heard about that um, Halloween Kills? Is it? Yep, and Halloween Ends. There's and two, Halloween the second and third. Are they're yeah, the they second and third back. based on that recent, the most recent film, right? Is So it's a trilogy? Yep, yeah, John Carpenter's making them, and Jamie Lee Curtis is in both of them they had to push them all back a year they were, the second one was supposed to come out this halloween and then the next the third one was going to come out 21 and now everything's been shifted back a year so 21 yeah, 22 I, now i love those john carpenter albums too i have the lp and the digital versions and i mean it's almost oh, so, yeah. it's almost surreal listening to those albums and just walking around right now because it's like the perfect soundtrack really you are the movie. You are it the John is. Carpenter life, movie now. Life is the John Carpenter movie. You gotta tuck in your flannel shirt and you put on some be, sunglasses and, yeah, and chew bubble gum. Make people eat the trash can if they don't, uh, you know, start seeing what's going on. <laughs> gotta make them wear the sunglasses so they can see what's happening. You're gonna be eating that trash can. Mm-hmm. You look um, like your head yeah. filled fell in the cheese dip back in back in the day <laughs> it's still an epic movie it's real man. ugly this one is real this one ugly. real fucking ugly <laughs> all right uh my next uh my next story i actually did watch this one um i got a chance to see this uh it was jerry cantrell has a new little mini documentary interview with gibson tv you can watch it on youtube um, as I did, but it's cool. It's really, if you're an Alice in Chains fan, it's, it's, uh, I heard some stuff, some stories I hadn't heard before and, um, and just kind of how he, his upbringing and how he formed Alice in Chains and cool stories along the way. Like there's some stuff about meeting Dimebag, which I didn't know. And, um, and some other people. So, uh, if you're any, if you're a fan of Alice in Chains in any way, or if you're a fan of, uh, of guitar it's definitely a um a cool documentary because this guitar is definitely the main focus of a lot of it so um yeah it's really cool it was a real fun surprise just to see that on pop up on youtube yeah um we talked about it many of time now but for whatever reason when i was a kid i didn't quite get the whole grunge thing but now i mean allison chains is up there with you know, one of my favorite bands going for whatever reason. Um, yeah, I love Jerry Cantrell. Can't say enough uh, about how much he kicks the ass. He said he's working on a new solo album too in that thing. So hell yeah. 
So, you know, one thing to um, look forward to on the horizon is um, Mike Judge is is bringing back Beavis and Butthead. Um, And I I actually, in that, uh, so yeah, Mike Judge is going to write, produce, and provide voices for... Um, it seems to be like a whole thing, like multiple seasons and then some um, different sorts of spinoffs and specials. Um, so it's a definitely a um, a return of, of the Beavis and the Butthead and Mike Judge is on board. So, um, you know, I, I can't imagine that I will not be entertained by that. Um, one thing that, that reminded me of is during that, that Lemmy interview um they talked about how how beavis and butthead were fans of, of acdc and and motorhead and and lemmy was like people come up to me man and say you know beavis and butthead like you like your band man and he's like uh, <laughs> he's like they're cartoon characters man <laughs> i just he's just very like um dry about it like they're fucking cartoon characters like they can't um uh, you know they're not people that like my band, but I just thought his response was funny to it. But <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, that's uh, that's rad. I wonder if it's gonna uh, be on like. I wonder where they're gonna stream it at. I wonder if it's I gonna be on like MTV's be network or what? Through Comedy Central. Oh okay, yeah, I can. It's up Viacom. I guess owns both of them. So that makes sense. Yeah. So. Hell yeah. So I'm, uh, I think that'll be cool. We'll, we'll see how Mike Judge does here in uh, taking on, uh, mm-hmm. you know, post 2020 world. Hell yeah! Well, um, speaking of the early 90s times, um, segues into mine. Can't get away from it because this is our reality. But uh, looks like uh, Axl Rose um, jumped into Twitter to fight the, our Surgeon General Jerome Adams last week. Uh, so he got into it with them and, um, you can go on Twitter for yourselves at home to watch the exchange, but it was, uh, it was pretty funny to me. So Axel's definitely, uh, made his opinions known and he's basically just saying like, I'm an American citizen, so I can say whatever I want. So he's, this is like the second time, like, uh, government people have been like, Hey, be quiet. You're a famous artist. And he's like, whatever, I'm a citizen. So I don't know. I, I don't know. I've always it's just funny a headline, no matter what. Axl Rose is one of those people that I kind of put in that category with, you know, Dan Zug and, and Dave Mustaine, like a lot of people call them assholes. They, they probably are assholes, but I can't help, but, uh, but like them, I, I guess. Uh, I don't know. I always think it's, um, pretty awesome when axel gets in the ring so to speak so uh yeah um, i can't argue with what he's uh what he's saying uh lately about all this things and people currently working and if any of you guys follow me on instagram you already know i feel so no shockers there but um but yeah it's just a funny headline to see axel rose fight surgeon general i don't know i guess i would rather see people like axel get involved and just kind of hey, ignore, fuck it, you know, man. Might as well. why ignore how you're feeling uh, well to me uh yeah, fuck well it, especially man. axel wrote um you know that song don't don't damn me which i feel like 
how could you write that song and then just not uh, not follow through with uh, speaking your mind? So, so I don't know. I well, guess I, I'd almost war. rather know where people stand instead of just like uh, you know they're secretly um, secretly have these political opinions that that I would totally disagree with, but they're like not saying anything. I mean, to me, that's weirder than. Than just saying it you know i don't know i don't know but yeah well putting it in a song is one thing but then people can kind of dismiss when you put it in a song so sometimes you just gotta say shit i guess 2020 man fuck it make you want to <laughs> say something sometimes you gotta say something i guess so 20 plus 20 40 ounce of malt liquor make you want to say something oh man if anyone knows what trailer that's from then you win the prize of the week if you know what late 90s movie that came from <laughs> um yeah uh so so we have a couple special uh events uh for heavy radio four we have we have a this is the oops all new songs edition so all of our tracks are recent or new uh, from our playlist and then we also have a topic for the week um which is just kind of our top, your top five albums that just kind of get you amped, that get you hyped, that you just grab when you, you know, you want to rock. I want to rock. I actually have a, I actually got three, three quick ones. If we're going to, if we're about before we roll into the, uh, the topic. Yeah. You want to do the, the hype albums first. Or, um, well, I can roll through these. I just got three quick news stories. Oh, they're yeah, real, sure. Uh, they kind of, they're little ones. They kind of tail together. So these two um, are the, the UK government has cleared the way for outdoor concerts to resume. Um, so it looks like they're, in the UK, they're able to go back to concerts pretty soon as long as they're socially distanced. So um, that's cool. I wish we could say that. I won't elaborate right now because we don't have the time. Uh, and then tied to that is uh, Judas Priest um, has announced that they're rescheduling their 50th anniversary shows to 2021. Um, so and at this rate, looks like they can um, they'll be able to do that next year. So excited for them. Um, I'm glad they're going to get out. They if anyone deserves to have a 50th anniversary tour, it'd be the Priest. So oh yeah, um, excited they're getting out there. Then the last quick one is. Um, if you feel charitable and you love chocolate milk, uh, Alice Cooper is selling chocolate milk um, for charity right now. So um, it's going to his uh, Solid Rock Foundation. So, um, so yeah, if you want to make a contribution to Alice Cooper's Solid Rock the Foundation, I'm not sure if that's, um, yep, that's his that's his foundation, Solid Rock. So if you want to make a donation, you can get some chocolate milk. It's got Alice Cooper's face on it. So get uh, Alice Cooper chocolate milk and do something awesome for somebody. So it's a win-win. How can you go wrong? Not Alice Cooper chocolate milk, not fake news. Hell of these, uh, the, the headlines I've saw across my Chrome tabs this morning were just, it's fun. Yeah. Um, but uh, yes, I, now, I think now, I, I Alice Cooper is another out. person that I think, a pretty good dude who hasn't shied away from from speaking his truth either so 
Uh, Based totally. I actually love, I love his, uh, his radio show and he cracks me up. It's just a dry, um, wit. Alice Cooper was the first, he was the first guy growing when we were growing up and I realized that you didn't have to be one thing. Cause he was just like, yeah, I'm a metal head. Yeah. I chop off mannequins heads. Also I golf and I shake hands with presidents and I also yeah. do charity. And, it's like uh, I do like comedy bits with the Muppets. He yeah, he's the fuck he wants he's to do. rock, like, All right, but, okay. but not rock metal, but not metal. Like what the fuck? He's on blues. He, he does is... like big show tunes, dance music, whatever the fuck. He does whatever he wants. And then makes like a really dark album out of nowhere about a serial killer. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Alice Cooper. I want to um, see them again. Stand up dude in my book, uh, uh, and it makes me wrong. makes me laugh a lot. Yes, um, but yeah. So so with me that, uh, without further ado, we'll get into yes. our our topic hype, of the week. Topic of the week: top five hype albums. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll elaborate. When I thought of this idea, I was just thinking like it's hard to put into words, but it's. It's I figure in these um, uh, dark times, it's nice to have, you know, some stuff you can rely on, kind of how we were just talking about a little bit ago, but basically five records that when you just want to get in your car and drive around or maybe hang out in your room, just put on the big over your giant headphones, you just want to, just records that you can just put in, you know, they're going to get you hype, you're going to feel good, brings back some good memories, and, you know, when you're feeling down, these records just, you know, lift you up and you know get you feeling good again so you can um you know keep rocking so that's kind of it's hard to put into words but yeah basically hype records damn son we'll count it off all right sir well um first one let's see what order i put these in yes it's actually in a pretty good order all right so first one um i picked is queen's reich operation mind crime um a concept record, one of, arguably one of their, if not their best, Queen the record, um, Queen's Rights record, Queen's Reich, if I can talk. Um, it's just uh, the whole thing is awesome, front to back. Uh, it brings back happy memories for me when I got into it. It was, I think it was like senior high school, um, and just brings back fun memories. And I just listened to it a ton. And also, just that album just immediately grabs my attention and I almost can't li I have to like have to listen to the whole thing when I start it and like within like five minutes like I'm Jeff Tate I'm like into the storyline like I'm just having fun so no matter what's happening around me like I can just kind of escape to that record and I'm in another world for an hour hell hell yeah um I mean I oftentimes listen to, to Revolution Calling and I'm like, this is pretty fucking relatable. Oh man, don't get me started. Um, I'll start I'll start singing it, man. I listened to it last spreading night. Spreading the disease, the needle lies. I mean, fuck. DeGarmo, Chris DeGarmo is a amazing guitar player. Michael Wilton also one of the hardest hitting rhythm sections that I've ever heard or seen. Eddie Jackson and Scott Rockenfield, like these motherfuckers break. I don't know how their instruments hold up to, to a show. Uh, just their fucking hard hitters. Eyes of a stranger. 
I don't believe in love. I, I'm with you there. I yeah. like, God damn. Like, it just doesn't Every quit. song's a banger. Doesn't Even quit. the in-between stuff has cool ass And parts. I don't... I almost want to give Tate the benefit of the doubt for being such a douchebag at times because, God damn, he wrote, <laughs> he wrote all these lyrics, right? So he can't be that bad i guess like dave chappelle i don't know unless he went down he wrote operation mind crime dog yeah you he wrote, wrote operation mind crime like he wrote it i don't know i don't know I, as far as i know he didn't do he hadn't like uh you know done any of the rapey things so so whatever man just um <laughs> let him no, do his I've his wine his wine and that. his um uh whatever his weird little cabaret shows and and have his wine and um hopefully they can just like uh, be at peace with each other because they made some amazing albums and I, I can't even believe this was just their third album right so it's like what well, the well fuck? yeah it depends how you classify that first one but yeah it's still like first like five years of them as a band like what they like oh. evolved at superhuman speed to make this album you know in 88 so it's like just crazy crazy yeah, rage for about. order was almost rage for order was almost there but then i i do love that up. album yeah. but mind crime is just like oh a, hell yeah dude. like definitive classic um yeah for the genre. my uh, start out my hype albums top top five hype albums i'm, I'm going with danzig three how the gods kill and um okay, speaking yeah. of that kind of alice cooper vibe of you know, is this metal? Is this rock? Is this punk? We don't fucking know. Just don't think about it. Just put it on and fucking jam. <laughs> just fucking jam. Because, I mean, this lineup just, to me, is can't be touched. John, Johnny Christ, Erie Vaughn, Chuck great guitar, Biscuits. Great guitar tones. Chuck Biscuits on drums. Just, like, kind of the perfect... It's like, what? I don't, I don't know. Just the, the idea also that... You know, he did two albums with Rick Rubin, where I, I've heard that Rick Rubin was had a lot to do with the, like, kind of why Mother became a hit. He, like, rearranged the song in such a way that it was just, like, it had that feel of you just don't want it to end. It just hits you so quick, so they played it all the fucking time. Yeah. Um, but That's on this album, keep looping. Glenn Danzig decided to self-produce a record, and it really, I don't know, it really shown through um i guess uh the alien creature that hr geiger made on the um on the cover uh the record label originally had a problem with it because they didn't like the erotic erect penis of the master um on the original dancing skull symbol so so um hr had to change the phallic um, album cover to appease the record label. Um, you hate it when it happens, man. You hate it when you get, when that happens. And, and Dan, Dan's just always been an interesting dude to me. He said he wrote dirty black summer about growing up in Jersey. It was kind of his version of a, you know, a Jersey summer song, which is just really cool to me. Like his, his is the dirty black summer. Um, I it's guess fitting. he um, he wanted to have blues man Willie Dixon sing on Heart of the Devil, and um, he actually agreed to contribute to the record, 
but he, um, Dixon passed away prior to being able to record. Um, so that would have made the record, you know, just another level of special. Um, and another interesting bit was um, when you open the liner notes, it makes an inverted cross. And I, I just always think Danzig's take is just, you know, just always mind fucking because he said, um, I didn't consider this anti-Christian. I found the image aesthetically pleasing and the upside down cross wasn't a reference to Satan. If you knew anything about the upside down cross, you'd know it was a holy symbol in fact, St. Peter was crucified upside down because he said it would be blasphemy to be crucified like his Lord Jesus Christ. So so Danzig has just always got something. Don't come at Danzig. He's always got don't something Don't come at Danzig interesting unless you want to talk about shit. To say, yeah. Don't come at him. Yeah, don't. Don't come at don't him. Don't come at him. You better have something to say. Unless you're going to do a quick, you know, I saw his book collection punch. on a uh, documentary. I've seen his books. Yes. So yeah, Danzig like three. Books. How the gods kill is my to start off my hype records. What what else you got? Let's see. Um, this one probably isn't a shocker for anyone that knows me, but it is Van Halen two, the second Van Halen record. Um, that include it's just once again front to back, just makes me think of the summertime, and I'm happy. And every song on there is a banger, and like. You can't be bummed out listening to Van Halen. Like you got to get on their level, and it's got like "Dance the Night Away," which is just it's one of my favorite songs, period, and might be my favorite Van Halen song. And it's on that track, and everybody's playing's great. All the vocals are perfect, the drums are perfect, everything's amazing. And yeah, you would have everyone knows I'm a we'd have better Halen luck playing anyway. "Pick Up Sticks" with our butt cheeks than not getting hyped to Van Halen too. Yeah, write write a more banger record. It's it's classic, yeah. It's classic summer staple, man. You have to. Hell yeah, and um, you know all the interesting dynamic of having the brothers in in the band. Whenever that happens, um, always kind of another level, like ACDC and, and Van Halen. Um, Pantera. Somebody get me a doctor. DOA. Goddamn, you can't light up the sky what yep yeah it's a burner man ain't no and the the opener you're no good yes great uh my next hype album it's always kind of been my go-to for since since i first heard it uh it's the the album that made me a, a you know a lifelong fan of of acdc it is high voltage 1976 and um I don't even Great. I don't even know what uh, what to really say. It's like it's like part of the punk movement, part of rock and roll, part of blues. Um, it's just uh, I don't know the perfect kind of the uh, perfect thing for Bon Scott to be doing and singing on at, at the time. Um, I guess it kind of got mixed reviews when it came out. And, and got trashed by like Rolling Stone and whatever. And to me, it's just like, I don't know, it just more stands to like the, it's st it stood the test of time. Um, and, and, it, you know, whether it's the bluesy, the Jack, um, kind of the, 
the Angus and Malcolm rocker. Can I sit next to you, Can girl? Can I sit next to you, girl? Yeah, TNT, yes, little you. lover. She's got balls. I always thought it was funny. Bon Scott said his one of his, his girlfriend at the time wanted him to write a song about her, so he wrote She's Got Balls, and she didn't quite understand. I, I mean, to me, I get it. Like, yo, she's got balls. She's got attitude or whatever. But, attitude? But I don't uh. think she quite... Um, took it that way at the time. Still a great but album. Yeah. Um, yeah. You had George Young. It's a banger front to back. Doing the production. Um, Malcolm just fucking pretty much holding it down. And then Angus and Bond going nuts. Yep. Yeah, no, it's a rocking album. It's got bagpipes, for God's sakes. You can't stay bummed out when bagpipes are just coming at you for like two minutes extended jam. Um, Let's see. Next one might be a twist uh, surprise here, but it is uh, Halloween, Master of the Rings, Um, which is just, I don't know. Like Halloween is, I don't listen to them the most i love the hell out of halloween i think they're the best power metal band period but in the pantheon of bands i listen to um probably don't listen to the most but there's something about that record it's just like uh special to me um it's got soul survivor um perfect gentleman why all they just like it's got if i could fly it's it's just uh i don't know it just like pumps me up and it takes actually takes me back to like high school we're listening to it in our in our cars like breaking speakers out because that has like a ton of bass in that mix uh, have <laughs> you ever heard the expanded edition uh-uh. there's some badass covers i remember on there um they do cold sweat by thin lizzie um oh, i shit. stole your love okay. by kiss sold i think that's one of my favorite Ugh. kiss uh covers I stole your love by Halloween, and and so Andy Darris, um, the idea that to me, you know, Halloween has had three great vocalists: uh, Michael Kiske, Andy Darris, and and Kai Hansen, and it's really cool to me that now they're all three together, and they they you know can kind of put the egos aside and just do what they know the fans want to see is pretty cool. But, but also the idea that, um, you know, with Kiski coming out and, and really, you know, doing amazing on Keeper of the Seven Keys 1 and 2, like almost untouchable. Um, and then Andy Darris comes in and, uh, you know, they don't really skip a beat. Some would argue this is the album that kind of gave them, you know, a, a longevity in their career. Like gave them a whole, you know, second act so they could come back today for the the third act and all kind of be together so yeah no i i think it's a great album it's it's really heavy it's not it's like power metal but not there's not really anything else that you can compare it to um it's it's funny at times it's good man gentleman is just a funny song but really catchy yeah um yeah it puts me in a vibe. Yeah, and um, hell yeah, I think Darius maybe uh, you know gave us Kiski a run for his money on like the ballad, um, 
definitely yeah it's just a it's a cool record for sure i'm, I'm with you there pretty good album. pretty 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 good um uh what you got my next? next hype record just put it on and fucking rock the fuck out is kiss rock and roll over <clears throat> and you know yeah. I, I get it like everyone's like oh there's like if you were you know it was before my time but if you were a kid in the 70s like that was the thing like to be to like kiss or whatever but to me it was really weird how this record like i wasn't part of any of that and uh, my mom was part of one of those record clubs like oh if you get seven records we send you a free one or for a penny or whatever the fuck and so, like, she got yep. whatever record she wanted, the folks might and then know. they sent her this one. And it was just unopened in my parents' record collection. I was just a little dude looking through it. And then, like, I mean, just if you look at this album cover and just think of, like, pulling this out of, like, you know, some Bee Gees albums and, and whatever they had, um, and then all of a sudden, like, it's like this fireball razor blade UFO thing with Ace Frehley's eyes, like shooting laser beams and Gene Simmons tongue, all tongue in you and, uh, the star man's pouting lips and, um, Peter Chris is a cat on this. Um, so yeah, so it was yeah. uh, unsealed, I've saw, I've seen unsealed. The and and then i opened it and these stickers fall out and it's like whoa man this is fucking like before i even heard it i thought it was cool and then it's just like it's like a short record like half an hour of just unrelenting paul stanley and gene simmons like molesting the hooks man the hooks on molesting that record your ear your the eardrums hooks. for for 30 minutes nonstop the the hooks just intro verse chorus and then hooks, peter hooks, chris singing hard luck woman front to back was like what goddamn like the fact that he only sang a couple songs but when he did baby driver and, and hard luck woman goddamn mr speed dr love yeah, making love i want i want you i the want opener, you the opener's fucking yes. vicious yeah, the op that just sets the whole. Tone I mean, I think that literally did give me goosebumps when I heard that intro, and um, yeah. So you know, say what you will about Kiss, I can't agree with a lot of things about their career, but this record is on my hype records for sure. Oh, I think it was uh, on a personal note. I think it was paramount to you and I doing this sitting here right now. Like that was one of those records that was like a, uh, I don't know, like a, a cement block on the building. Like it was like a foundational record. Yeah. No, no with doubt. Like the classics. No doubt. I would um, say it's probably one of their, otherwise we wouldn't be sitting here because of that record. I would say one of their full, uh, just a complete record that is, uh, just a strong, strong record maybe one of their strongest in from my take yeah. i'll go up to bat for kiss music it's not just a gimmick but i 
But I will, instead I'll go up to bat for a band that doesn't need any bat, and actually they just, uh, you gave them some love too, but I chose a different record. My next one is ACDC, Back in Black. So if you want to talk about an album that doesn't stop, every track, goddamn fire, all hooks, no filler, just everything's a goddamn Stone Cold classic. Most bands wish they could write one song as good as one track on ACDC's Back in Black, and they give you a whole album of them. It's perfect. I, mean, I don't know anything I can say wrong about that. Perfect as a tribute to Bob album. Scott, to like just the fact, like you also, know, one of you, you, you conquered the rock world with one of your brothers, and then he goes down in battle, and you come back with back in black. Like what the fuck? Yeah, it's a follow up to the little record highway to hell. I mean, honestly, it's so, one of those things that was really. Touching too because Bon Scott, as I understand, recommended Brian Johnson to Angus and Malcolm. He was like, This guy's fucking the shit, man. And then they remembered him saying that, so they reached out to him and and brought him in. And I guess he just kind of they just kind of were like, Yo, here's our songs. And Brian was like, All right, hold my beer. Here we go. Fucking let me put my love into you. I think he said he sang as high and as hard as he possibly could at his audition. And they were just like, yeah, this works. Yeah. And like, if, uh, the spirit of right, he said like some of those lyrics just and melodies just like came to him. So I don't know, man, but yeah, it's just, uh, every single song on there. Like if I'm having a bad day, if I'm not in the mood, if I don't want to, do whatever I have to get done that day. If I got to run errands or something, I'll just put on that record. I'm having, I'm instantly having a good time. And that's been true for the last like 20 years of my life. So that one's not going anywhere. Let's just I mean, a the production, the if you production have it, too to is Black, probably like, it's like something ACDC couldn't Perfect. even achieve themselves again. Like no one could. It's like, there was magic on that album, man. There's magic on that. Record. Yes, um, and you know what I always thought was funny. Um, pretty much every song is kind of a a radio song, except for "Shake a Leg," and I always like that song. So I feel like even though everyone and their parents has talked about um, "Back in Black," what what we can point out here is uh shake a leg fucking crank that song all right my next hype album is the five dollar and 98 cents ep garage days re-revisited in case you have not heard it's by a little known american heavy metal band called metallica i like them um, I'm a fan yeah, of that band. So they're one of those underground bands that a lot of people haven't heard of. So hopefully we can do the, the good work by bringing their music to the masses, you know. Get the word out. Um, again, another sort of thing where they lost a brother on the road doing what they love. And, and then a new guy comes in who, who really, ironically, I think, sounds amazing on this record when you actually get to to hear him unlike sort of um, the production of the following uh, records with him but yeah i think uh this for some reason this has just been one i could just always put on and 
um, helpless, the small hours always gets me, the weight, ugh, I know that that is, uh, you know, kudos to Killing Joke and Holocaust for writing amazing songs, but the Metallica version is just nasty. Um, Crash yeah. Course in Brain Surgery from Budgie. Um, great band, criminally underrated. Um, and Last Caress, Green Hell, uh, of course, from the Misfits. But um, Also a good band. Yeah, it's like 25 minutes of ripping snorting and stomping um and i do know diamond head especially um ha you know feels very grateful to metallica and i think danzig does too um for basically you know helping them actually make money and survive during some tough times um i'm i'm curious i, I can't remember if holocaust or, or um Killing Joke or Budgie have really commented on that whole phenomenon, but I just can't imagine, like, even if they didn't really love Metallica, like, well, here's your, you know, here's some actual money for playing music. Um, I can't imagine they were mad at that. No, and I mean, like, uh, young metal metalheads like us that didn't, um, you know, we had to figure some stuff out on our own, like connecting the dots as far as, music history and where things came from like those that record is so influential as being like well who wrote this song who's this band like what is the misfits and then just like discovering new wave of um british heavy metal not misfits is but you know what i'm saying like i, a lot I of also love um the idea of um you know it's almost 30 minutes for some bands they sell you that as an album but the band concluded that that 598 EP so the fans wouldn't get overcharged in their mind. Um, it had a sticker on it originally saying, if they try to charge more, steal it. So I always thought yeah. this whole idea that people tried to turn around and say, say Metallica was greedy or whatever, like, um, to me, they've always kind of been, been the opposite, like tried to stay true to the, you know, the tape trading roots that they came from. Um, yeah. So, so it, uh, uh, just a all around cool vibe and raw, raw recording. Great work from, from the new Jason new kid on, on bass guitar. Um, he's a pretty yeah. good bass player. And I guess oh, yeah, man. we have to give it up to, to Kirk Hammett for including the weight um, from Killing Joke. That's just a great fucking, great fucking song. Um, yeah. What's your uh, next, or I think the last hype record for you? Yeah, my final hype record, um, I'm just going to say, listen, if you don't think Bon Jovi is heavy metal then I will have a discussion with you, sir, madam, because Bon Jovi's New Jersey is a stone cold fucking classic. Like you want, it's summertime. You are driving somewhere. You, maybe you're going to the ocean or you're going to the pool or a lake or something. And you're just having a good, good old fucking old fashioned summer day. You put on Bon Jovi's New Jersey, man, you're having an exponentially better time. Bad medicine. Come on. Born to be my baby. These songs are just rocking, man. They're upbeat, and I know they're not the heaviest band of all time, but, man, come on. That's some good-ass shit. 
Tico the Hitman Torres. Uh, Richie Sambora's got badass licks on there. Those choruses you can't deny. I mean, come on. So, no, Bon Jovi's not the heaviest of metal bands, but they kick a lot of ass, and that record specifically. Slippery When Wet might be the go-to, but not for this guy. I got to go with uh, New Jersey for my Bon Jovi. Yeah, and I mean, I have had people be like, oh, I thought you were metalhead Bon Jovi, man. And I'm like, uh, fight him. Listen Let's to Tico Torres on drums if you think there's not. His nickname's the fucking Hitman for a goddamn reason. Metal element in there. And that keyboard you don't player just get that I always nickname. thought was cool. He's got a badass Joker tattoo. And he, I guess he played on the Toxic Avenger musical um, more recently. So it's like, come on, man. Listen to Richie um, Sambora's guitar solos, man. That's straight up Van Halen shit. Listen to some of the notes that Bon Jovi. Listen to the note choice, hits the tonality. At that time, like he's making like dog noises at certain points. Only animals could hear certain notes that Bon Jovi hit at this time in his career. And they brought um, so many people into the metal community that wouldn't have normally been. Oh, come bad on medicine. Yeah, fucking Des- This is Desmond yeah. Child yeah, calling in from the fucking Cadillac Desmond Rock. Desmond C. Child, Box. dog. Uh, fucking. You want to talk Sam about Kinnison. bad medicine? Sam Kinison was hanging out, right? Yeah. Give me a minute. One more time. Bad medicine's a bad fucking song. Sam Kinison lets the crowd make the Bon Jovi music video. Yeah, badass shit, man. That's what badasses <laughs> do. They write New Jersey. But yeah, so my last hype album is. Um, a little record called Slave to the Grind by Skid Row. Uh, they're just, the, yeah. Um, metal. I mean, I don't think people expected this kind of shit to come out like, oh, let's put <laughs> Motley Crue and Judas Priest in a blender and fucking just, you know, go nuts. Dollars to donuts. This is a hype record for sure. Get the fuck out uh, in a darkened room. Oh yeah, no riot act. Mud kicker, slave to the yeah. Mud kicker will make you. Mud kicker will make you want to like break your bedroom door down, kick windows out. I still think monkey business on Saturday Night Live is probably one of the coolest things that's been on like mainstream television to this day. I just the whole album front to back is just like hit 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 and it's, it's I what, think they got high in the charts with that record too. I one number one or number two. Yeah, um, I know it was like a big deal. Pretty sure like whatever record to they the hit grind was a big deal. And and the Pantera record, um, far beyond far beyond driven. Those were like two metal records to reach number one. All right, Marco. So. Um, we've come to the time of the show where we will go into picks this week. And as you, um, said at the top of the show that it is oops, all new tracks today. And it's also oops, extra tracks. So we each have six new satanic tracks for your listening pleasure this week. And, um, Marco, you go ahead and start it off. Uh, what is your first new track? My track is from a band called Currents, C-U-R-R-E-N-T-S. Uh, this song is called A Flag to Wave. It um, 
the band's front man, uh, Brian, had this to say. It's about a search for identity and purpose. Uh, this song is uh, I send out to anyone looking for meaning in their lives and, and to those have all, who have found it. Um, so I guess this, uh, this band Currents has been making a name for themselves with shows um, around the world, the USA, Europe, the UK, Canada, so far. Um, they just seem so far like really kind of style humble dudes. Um, um, uh, I would say that's up for debate. I don't even know what the kids would, would call this. Um, to me, it sounds like uh, a kind of polished take on, on death metal, um, like a modern, I don't know, some sure. sort of, maybe the kids would put some sort of core in there. Um, but to me, it's just, it just rocks. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't even feel a need to label it really. Um, there's definitely an, that, that sure. vibe that I love from, from in flames at times. Um, um, so yeah, definitely check it out. It's called, uh, the band is currents and my track is a flag to wave. There is a music video for it that you can check out on the internets. Hell yeah. Cool. My, uh, my first pick is a band called sharp tooth and the song is called evolution. Uh, this record just came out Friday. Um, just really kick-ass shit. Um, gets to be like punk, punky metal. Like it's straight up thrashing. Um, scream vocals. Their singer's really cool. Songs are fun. It's just straight up just ripping. Um, so really excited. So I think this is just their second record. Um, so it's it's cool to see a, a newer band out on the scene just thrashing shit up. Hell yeah. Uh, my next track is um, from the band called Seven Dust. This is the day I tried to live. Word. And um, fuck, this is a a powerful song. It is a, it's a sound garden song, and um, I just think the way that um, the way they channel the original track well sounding um you know just amazing i don't know what else to say um uh, is really uh something special like you know a lot of the times a cover is like uh does it do it justice does it does it do something new i think it kind of somehow does both at the same time um and just kind of the message of like learning how to live a better life so so the vocalist um um the vocalist of seven dust lejon witherspoon uh, i definitely can um can feel wh what he was feeling here like being like oh i have to sing a, a chris cornell song um but just the fact that he was kind of nervous about it and then comes out and fucking nails it i think is really cool so um check out seven dust doing sound gardens the day i tried to live hell yeah man uh my next pickup here is uh the band avatar and the song is called colossus um i never really listened to these cats before um so i kind of just checked this one out i saw actually saw an ad for it 
and checked it out. It's a fun, it's got a fun little groove to it. So, um, it's kind of like a, a groove metal track. So I'm not super familiar with the band, um, otherwise, but this one's, uh, it's fun. It's got a cool, it was getting caught in my head. So yeah, definitely check out Avatar's Colossus. It just came out. Hell yeah. Um, my next track is, it is by the band is called Captain Blackbeard. And this song is called Sonic Forces. Have you ever heard of these cats? Uh-uh. So uh, it's one of those things where originally you hear it and you're like, yo, is this ironic? Are, are they serious? And then uh, my interpretation is, yes, they are fucking serious. And they cut their teeth kind of on like, Graham Bonnet and Bruce Kulick. Um, it is kind of right in that space of uh, definitely some of that sound of the first um, Jovi record or some of the, maybe the hardest journey songs are definitely felt in there. Um, but yeah, they're from Stockholm, Sweden. And uh, this track, check it out, is called Sonic Forces. And I, I am really digging this record, um, Captain Blackbeard. And uh, uh, it's just, I don't even know what else to say, hard rock, heavy metal. Um, uh, they've supported people like Jolyn Turner and Graham Bonnet. They've had Bruce Kulick guest on records. Um, so if any of that sounds good to you, I'm pretty sure you will dig what they're what they're doing here hell yeah man i'll have to check it out um my next pick is a band called valkyrie and this song is called evil eyes um they kind of have like that uh i don't know more like laid back grooving old school metal more like kind of hard rock like uh you know the band horizont kind of that vibe almost like in that magnum world of like I don't know. It's hard to put. It, I'm trying to think of what genre would be. It's like less distorted guitars, more like rocking, but definitely have like the the twin guitar stuff going. Um, but yeah, it's I've never like sat. Back, I've never listened to these dudes before, but uh, yeah, I was digging it. I'm a real big fan of the band Horizont, and this is kind of reminded me of that. So, um, so yeah, Valkyrie, Evil Eyes. Rad. Next up on the playlist, Heavy Radio 4, is uh, a band called Dark Forest. Uh, the song is called The Midnight Folk. And uh, they are from uh, the Midlands of, of England, um, where, you know, metal has seen such a, a crazy evolution. And now it's kind of like a small but growing metal movement. Um interesting you know one of the places where metal was birthed has kind of gone through all the different stages of everywhere else but there's um one thing i thought that was cool about this band um dark forest is that they they do kind of wear their the bands that they love on their sleeve they're they're proud to admit they like blind guardian um and it's just kind of, uh, you know, this fast blend of heavy metal and power metal, um, you know, not taking no shame in loving medieval times and wolves and wizards and that sort of thing. Um, they look like, 
you know, they came from the Renaissance fair perhaps. And, um, the vocals are just really cool and really raw, but, um, definitely like maybe if you dug what blind guardian was doing on their first couple records, that's a good starting point for a reference, but check it out. Um, yeah, dark forest fucking, um, you know, bring in the power in, in the metal. Hell yeah, man. Um, my next track is iron angel sacred slaughter. Um, this is some just straight up kick-ass thrash shit. Um, I know once again, this is another band I haven't really dug into, but I'm definitely going to now. Um, so this song just caught my attention and um, just came out. So hell yeah, I'm going to check out. I'm going to actually go back and check this uh, the rest of this record out because I was really digging this one. Um, Iron Angel, Sacred Slaughter. I don't know if you heard, have you heard of those cats? I, Iron what Angel? I I actually had them on a list to check out. I know that they they're from Germany and I think they actually were old school, right? Like they've been around. Yeah, they sound like from his voice it sounds like yeah, like he's an older cat. Like yeah, like sound like they've been back from the day. Yeah. Um But I don't know why they never crossed my path before, but I'll uh I was I I was grooving it, so I'm gonna go back and listen to him. It also made me think of this badass movie. I don't know if they were named after it, but there's a movie, Iron Angel, that's about, um, like, the Korean War. Um, okay. But, yeah. I know Iron I Eagle. Well, Not to be confused with Iron Eagle. Um, some great songs on that soundtrack, too. <laughs> but um, yes. my next track is, it's called Master Rocket power blast so uh you know what you're getting into the band is called black rainbows uh they call themselves a heavy psych stoner space band um spreading the word of fuzz so it's definitely <laughs> uh the album is I called can hear it now. cosmic ritual super trip um to me, that it's just, right. uh, it's got kind of a 70s attitude. Um, like you mentioned on a previous episode, um, I'm also kind of particular about this kind of music, and I think they, they uh, kick the ass. So check out Black Rainbows. Badass artwork, badass songs uh this song's called master rocket power blast from black rainbows oh yeah all right um my next track is uh by a band called uh carnation and it is sepulture of alteration um it sounds to me just like straight up like old school death metal it's uh it's pretty kick-ass um, the tone's great. The band sounds great. I was just really grooving it. It's just one of those tracks that just straight up got my attention right away. And that's another one on this list where I'm going to have to go back and check out the rest of the album. So I never heard him before. Um, so I don't know if I'm sleeping on these cats, but yeah, I was digging it. Hell yeah. Um, my probably most pleasant surprise and most, uh, just most badass on uh, my, my brother actually brought this band to my attention 
Um, and I guess they were, they were out of India and then went to Hong Kong and then went back to, um, apologies for my attempt to pronounce this Karnataka, a state in the Southwestern Mm -hmm. region of India. The band is called Girish and the Chronicles. Um, and I guess they abbreviate it as G-A-T-C, but, um, uh, vocalist Girish Pradhan has uh, been kind of carrying this band since 2009, but uh, this track is called Bad Shepherd from Girish and the Chronicles, and this is really, I don't know, this really got my attention, because it's kind of in that space of kind of... Um, when Don Dockin was on top of his form and, and Dockin was truly rocking and, uh, mm-hmm. um, you know, kind of the first Joby record headspace and skid row. Um, it really kind of reminds me of, you know, when, when they were firing on all cylinders with Sebastian Bach, like I can't say enough about this record. Definitely, um, definitely check it out. Um, I, I can't imagine. I think they're going to be, if they keep up at this pace, they will be, um, you know, a household name at some point. Um, Gearish and the Chronicles, just a badass band from, from India, um, which I think is really cool because, uh, you know, only recently, I, to my understanding, only recently have bands like Megadeth even played in India. So probably they're, they're, breaking down doors in a, uh, you know, a huge country, um, playing some really fucking good, whatever you want to call it, hard rock or heavy metal, melodic rock. It's, it's kind of touches all the bases there. Hell yeah. Always good to see, uh, new metalheads coming out and especially new places. So that's exciting to see. And I'll definitely, um, I'll definitely check that out. Uh, let's see my, my final pick for the week is a band called Decayer, and the song is called Talented Son. And this also wins my bonus points fight riff of the week. It's the way the song starts out. I, I hit like replay like four or five times just to hear the intro because it just starts out so it's just intense. You'll have to, you guys will have to check it out. It's just a brutal ass song. It's not stuff I always gravitate to like always on the reg but this is just like when you want to hear that just the brutal fight riff shit sometimes you got to get it out so this just immediately like once again got my attention right away and i was just like okay okay so um hell yeah decay yeah, turn, turn my headphones up yeah you guess sometimes you just need that that just punch fight riff here we go it's gonna we're gonna throw some shit around the room so that's my pick of the week for that Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Heavy Radio 4 in the books. Let us know what you think mm-hmm. of these tracks. Um, let us know uh, your hype albums. And, uh, you know, just keep um, hanging in there, fighting the good fight. Stay hungry. Don't let the yep, bastards yep. get and, you down. Uh, Whatever D. Snyder reference we Never. Hell fucking never. Way. And, uh,. Definitely check out our playlist on Spotify and YouTube. And uh, 
Marco and I are working on getting some new guests um, coming down the pipeline, um, but we'll always be here, of course. So we'll uh, we'll be seeing you guys soon. Hell yeah! Heavy Rock radio. On. Rock on. Peace.